If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Moms Talk Autism. This is going to be, much like our conversation right before we started recording this, a grab bag of all sorts of different subjects <laughs> and um, questions that you have want, wanted answered. We're going to dive into some of these and uh, talk about what you want to talk about today. So stay tuned. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, so this is our first official grab bag episode. Is everyone so excited? Mm-hmm. Yes, so excited. I can so feel excited. the energy. Let's shake through things my up, computers. Let's shake it up. Let's do it. <laughs> Much like Shannon's shake it up. shake that needs to be Blend. blended better. Her, her We're going to be shaking shake today. She's, mm-hmm. she's Popeye, mm-hmm. the sailor girl. Can we just all address the fact that I'm having a vegetable? So I okay. mean, maybe can instead of harassing me, we yeah. can. Yeah. Good job. Clap. Good job. Good job. Thank everybody. You. Shannon, Thank the you. non-vegetable. Oh, Tosh, you gave her posi- positive you. reinforcement. I'm going to keep commenting Thank on you. the behavior. I'd like to see you keep continuing. <laughs> I'm now oh, in oh. ABA therapy for vegetables. <laughs> for, for vegetables. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I can use ABA therapy in many oh more areas my, of my life. Oh, yes. my gosh. I use it on I'm everyone, dying. including you girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I can't help myself. Now we know. <laughs> now you're going to be looking for it. <sighs> now we know. I do it too, Brittany. All but... right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's dive in here. Um, if no one jumps in and starts answering the question, then I will choose one of you to answer the question. How's that? Oh my God. Okay. Oh gosh. It's like, I feel like I'm on like a talk like show a host trivia situation. Game yeah. Show. Trivia yeah. No, no, no. show. There we go. This is a teacher student relationship right now. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. That sounds sexy. It's not meant <laughs> no, to be. No, <laughs> I don't know. I had some pretty hot teachers in, in, uh, in high school and college. So don't, well, thank don't, you, Tosh. Thank you. I guess it was more appropriate in college because I... Or it was more appropriate in the 80s when Van Halen sang about it, but it's not appropriate anymore. That's true. Oh, it's not. Okay. Okay. Just... (laughs) Frowned uh, frowned upon now. Frowned upon. (laughs) 
<clears throat> okay. <Never> mind. <laughs> Question one. Question one. Let let's let's throw it a little softball first. Let's let's ease our way into this. Um, okay. Someone wants to know, I didn't write down names, so if this is your question, thank you. Um, How do you take care of yourself? Like, what are some things that you like to do to take care of yourself? I know we've had episodes about self-care, but maybe maybe something that you've done recently or that you feel that you've maybe changed or or like to do for yourself, just for you. (coughs) What do you girls think? Mm Who are you calling on? Well, I, I, well, I, Shannon I, and I work out every day. I mean, I'm sure everybody needs knows that by now. If they don't, then yeah. then yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm aspiring to get back to that. And she, she, she not you, you are will. you You're are put there. that in your that's your mantra. I, I will have that. I bike. am. No, it's already been decided. It's happening. I have. That I do bike. in my mind. I already have it. I already made the space for she's it. She's already in my riding room. it. It's already happening. She's driving the countryside, or we're driving riding. <laughs> All right, so we got working oh, out. Gosh, sorry, Brittany's like, oh, okay, rain these no, girls. This in. is I'm the teacher. It's cool. I'll, I'll make I'll sure just... my butt is on the right part of the seat. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, go. We did have a mm-hmm. conversation about that recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Can we have just one episode where we just let let it out? Talk? Just all the, just it, it'll be like a special. We are. You're uh, going to have to yeah. subscribe to that because it's not going to be clean. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, so no. No. Yeah. <laughs> it can't go on this. Disclaimers. I'm be able to put it here. Mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm. Uh, okay, guys. Um, right. Brittany, I, Brittany, I sleep. I yes. sleep. Yes. <laughs> it's true. What time yeah. do you go to bed, Shannon? I, Typically. I, everyone go to bed between 8 and 8.30 at night. Every single night. Okay, you all can stab her through your like headsets, Thank your you. car stereos. You. She's very proud. It's all. She's able to her because her child is. Sleeping. I have, I have created my child very, is too. I can't shut my brain down though. Oh, ADHD. Very strict sleep boundaries. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Just, you know. I applaud you for it. It's all amazing. I mean, sleep hygiene is really, really important. It is. You can get it. That is a goal. Like constantly i have mine has improved i am not shannon by any means but mine has improved i mean i'm a unicorn <clears throat> well i'm gonna go the opposite and say i binge watch tv for two hours after i put my children to bed because mindless you know just listening watching De- decompression decompression so good you know get yeah. me amped up before i need to fall asleep so good all that blue light so good for your sleep hygiene so good <laughs> So good. <laughs> Jean, what do you do? Oh, well, speaking of blue light, I'm playing solitaire on my phone until I fall asleep a lot of the times. <laughs> like right now you were? No. Okay. No. When you fall asleep. <laughs> I the same thing. I, I, I honestly Jean, do Jean. it now when I feel bouts of, of anxiety. If I start feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. I then go yeah. to it because then I'm using my brain for something else because it's also on a timer. So... Oh. Um, there's all there's all kinds of things. It's like a little psychology experiment for me. And there's different mm-hmm. uh, applications of solitaire. So I've learned to play different forms, whatever. I mean, it's I guess it's better than scratch offs. Um, I mean, I still enjoy a good scratch off. She does love Dumb a good scratch off. Now, she loves. I love a good scratch off because I love the crossword one. Um, mm. But I I'd say making a priority right now. Um, I. It has been always a priority, but I had to reprioritize uh, my migraine care. 
as I was a chronic yes. sufferer with migraines. And it has this, the past nine months, almost 10 months, it's gotten extraordinarily better. It's improved. And then, but to what was also in the balance of that is that I was also having issues um, with anxiety and they have, and it's on perimenopausal. So now I'm like, I've been very consistently meeting with my neurologist and now a psychiatrist and helping me carve out what's going to be the right balance of, of, the, of cocktail for my anxiety management and um, mood and body and, and as well as maintaining what I've now gained and sustained with my care for, for my migraine. So, you know, it's a lot because it's a big chunk. First off, it's expensive. These providers now, a lot of them, a lot of the ones that are really knowledgeable, <laughs> they're out of, they're out of network. So you're paying out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So it's me saying I'm making a huge commitment to myself and I need to honor those things. I'm taken very seriously. I mean, these things have made a huge difference in my life, especially with suffering with something as chronically as that and why you're fielding stress. I mean, I remember her saying to me in one session, she was like, I really feel strongly that if we improve your sleep hygiene, <laughs> this will decrease. So I was like, I don't disagree with you, but if you would kindly help my son and daughter, mainly my son, he was having interrupted sleep patterns at that time, which he's back into again. Like, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. So, you know, as usual, I'm a work in progress. And, um, so yeah, so that's how I'm, I'm taking care of myself at the moment. I, um, I saw a quote today and I loved it. I screenshot it. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, being a mom is understanding that things in your house just take turns being clean. The kitchen, the children, the dining room Mm -hmm. table, or your hair. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. <laughs> but we do try to take care of ourselves. Now, we're not always perfect about it, and not everything is all taken care of every time. But yeah, like Jean really needs to focus on her migraine uh, stuff right now. And so she's doing that, and we applaud her for that. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I was trying to think of things that I do that are just like 100% for me. Um, and I was having trouble, which tells me something about myself. Um, <laughs> but I do, I will sing in my kitchen. I knew you were going to say I that. I don't typically mm-hmm. do that with people around unless I'm really feeling the music and my family's around. <laughs> and I, and they interrupt me a lot, which is super rude of them, but they do. But don't they know you're performing? I know. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I've got my like spatula microphone and everything. Like, come, come on. on. This is Celine Dion on the stage. Come on. Now. Adele, all of the. Th- Adele, all, all of them. All the yeah. greats. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, yes. come on. But, but um, I will do that when no one else is around and I go for it. And the reason why I feel comfortable telling you guys all that, because no one is ever going to see that. Ooh, so that's what you think. I'll just let your oh, imagination. That's a challenge. I feel like. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I felt like that was a challenge. Okay. I felt yeah, like cool, we're cool. sending Ooh, it into give... American Idol. I'm going to have Doug record it. Doug's not allowed. Don't. No. no. I'm going to have Doug what put one of those ring cameras in your kitchen. I'm going to have Doug put a ring camera in your kitchen. We're going to capture you. No. But that's no, not what I was no. going to say. Um, mm-hmm. I have been lately going for drives. So mm, yes, yes, usually like if Gracie's at school, if I am feeling like overwhelmed or I'm stressed, I will roll down the windows and I will take my happy little bottom on a little cruise and I will turn the radio up 
and I will roll the windows down. And I do think my allergies are suffering because of that currently, but um, that's actually been helping me reset a lot. Just getting out for 15 minutes by myself in a car. Mm, She calls Austin on the phone. Hey, you in the van? Feeling cute. I know. Hey, Austin. <laughs> That's where Austin is. Yep. Yeah, I also listen to okay. a lot of pod, a lot of podcasts, and um, mm-hmm. ones that I are just for me. Some of them are very fluffy and silly, and they're not. I'm not trying to like learn something new, or you know, mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> educate I've been doing that myself too. politically or anything. I'm just enjoying my podcast. So, all right, all right. We've talked about this a long time. Let's move on. Yes. Um. When did we decide to go public with a diagnosis and and then also like kind of this hand in hand, like what helped you reach that acceptance level of feeling comfortable telling other people about an autism diagnosis? I'll go first Mm -hmm. because I was really clear about it. Um, uh, It wasn't long after Rory became diagnosed. He had gotten diagnosed that year in March and then there was like the first, you know, autism awareness slash acceptance world day month, um, right around the corner. And I was also coming to learn that, uh, there were other people when I was like independently telling people like one-on-one, I was learning that other people were also had family members or a child that was on the spectrum. And I was like, why are we not talking about this? This isn't okay. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, I needed to put it out there. I needed to put it out there because I needed to, we, I felt strongly that we needed to create the conversation. I didn't, you know, I didn't do that. I had, you know, after I had a miscarriage, um, and it was kind of the same kind of thing where it's like, there was so much shame, or grief or whatever around that. Nobody was talking about those things, but meanwhile it was, it was so common. And I feel like that is more of a disservice to myself, to other women, to the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just saw autism as even a, it's again, it's its own arena. And if I wanted to make the world better is the only way we were going to do this is by having the conversations and being brave enough to do so. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Tash? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we were in the talks of it um, far before Jack even had his diagnosis. So anybody and everybody that is in our circle, you know, in our circles rather large um, kind of, kind of knew that that was going to be a possibility. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the day that we got the uh, diagnosis from OHSU, I I posted I posted a, a mm-hmm. you know long post about it and just said this was you know we we um, had our suspicions we've been you know going down the, the road of of you know figuring this out and and it today it was confirmed um, because did it I, occur I did- to you not to do that did you feel any apprehension in sharing it or was just it was that's just what you were going to do and it just didn't no. even cross your yeah. mind not to. Yeah. I feel like you guys know I'm that person. She is. Guys, <laughs> I, I share about my pooping with anybody and everybody. Oh, yeah. So mm. well and Tosh <laughs> knows everyone, you guys. Like we we all traveled um last year to visit Ta- like we were in Tosh's area of town in Portland area um for a little getaway and like you would go anywhere and Tosh knew somebody. Like <laughs> it's funny. Like 
you'd be she's at the a store. Talker, that one. She I'm, just she knows everyone. Talker. It's amazing. I'm like the cheers. I'm like Norm. You know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You're Norm. It's my dad's name too. I'm Norm. Oh, is it? Norm. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> How about you, Shannon? Yeah. So I just it didn't it didn't. Sorry, I just I was just gonna say it Go didn't. Ahead. It was never for me. It was never going to be hard for me to tell people, you know, I yeah. wanted, I much like Jean, I, I, it needed to be talked about the, the, you know? Yeah. I did have apprehension though, because I knew people, some mm. people were either going to have, feel shame, judgment. their own grief, mm-hmm. their own judgment about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I already knew I was already mm-hmm. kind of getting it. You were anticipating I was already some getting negative some of it. feedback. And that was sort yeah. of mm-hmm. me seizing that. No, you're not like, I didn't want anybody to, to steal what I felt away from me. Or what I felt driven to do. Um, right. Yeah, I didn't want to hide. So, but Shannon, where'd you go? Good. Are you there? Are you there, Shannon? Here I am. Well, I was. Here I am. Um, I am the exact opposite, and I didn't say anything for a significant period of time. Um, but we all. And know, why was that? Well. We don't all know, I guess. Um, Well, I struggled a lot with the diagnosis. I mean, I've talked about it before, but um, I struggled a lot with the diagnosis. um, And I've talked about it on previous episodes, not um, so much with Gracie, but I struggled a lot with, am I going to be able to provide for her? Am I going to be enough? And having a lot of fear around that. But um, I did not tell. I mean, we told very close friends and family when it happened, obviously, like the people that are in our lives constantly knew. Um, But I was very mama bear with it. And my worry was that someone was going to say something stupid and I was going to lose my mind or someone Mm -hmm. was going to say something ignorant Mm -hmm. and I was going to lose my mind. Um, But also that was kind of a weird conflict for me because if you've followed me on social media, I tend to be very open. Um, I'm pretty vulnerable with a lot of the stuff that I share. So it was sort of a conflict there. And I I actually ended up sharing it close to Christmas time one year. And I've talked about that before, so I won't like get into it. But it was like there was a significant thing that happened in our life that it was like my life is not going to look the way that I thought it was going to look. And it became very apparent in this moment for me. Um, and that just led me to sort of say, like, this is my life. And it's going to look different. And this is what it's going to look like. And I'm not hiding it. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to change it. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. I'm fully accepting that this is what my life is going to look like. And from that point forward, I just started sharing about it because it was harder not to share about it than it was to share about it. Right. Because it's such a huge part of our lives. It's life changing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, And it's, it's consuming. And, um, I, I couldn't show up in a way that was honest and genuine mm-hmm. if I wasn't sharing mm-hmm. that part of my life. Right. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, what about you, Britt? How about you, Britty? With Austin, it was, um, in some ways, I've, I've mentioned this before, Austin's um, behaviors and manifestations of autism are very strong. It's, you know, what, what, some people would consider he's he's very severe. So um, in some ways that is helpful and nice because there's not really any gray area. You see him at the park, you see him somewhere, a complete stranger, and it's pretty obvious that he's a non-speaking 15-year-old boy who has some disability of some kind. And so um, 
just, you know, it was very clear to us and it, there, I didn't have any qualms about telling everyone we had a diagnosis or posting about it on a blog, I might add, um, back oh, in the day. Oh, you were a blogger. Yes. I, I just, I had a family blog. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, that kind of stuff. And just, and just letting family know and talking about family with, with family that didn't live near us and, and friends and, and being very open about that because clearly something was going on and we were like, like Shannon said, it changes your world. Like we went from three little boys doing our thing to eight hours of therapy in my house every day. I mean, it's a dramatic shift. So, uh, yeah. Um, it wasn't that wasn't really an issue for me at the time. In in some ways, it was nice to have a name for it and and a you know a label, I guess, uh, in some ways. So, but yeah, and then with Ruby, it was we were already in it, you know. So <clears> it just, <throat> it didn't really and bother me to say it again. <laughs> I wanted to, um, but oh, we do. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jane. While you were on that note, Brittany, when you're talking about Austin and Austin's age what's one thing that's kind of missing from our group right now is that none of our, none of our children are able at a level of self-advocacy to say that they don't want their um, diagnosis mm-hmm. disclosed. And, and we, yes. we all may arrive later on and the remainder of our journeys of our child saying that. And if that is the case, then we're going to have to, um, you know, respect that. And it probably will be a case by case basis. But I think that is some um, uh, trepidation that, that, that falls into play is that, do I, do I do that? And it's, you know, right now we're in different spaces, but I think we are all very aware of that. So be just because that person, that mom, that dad is not here in this group right now that can say, cause I do know I've had families that have talked to me about that before being like, my son now does not want me to disclose that. So I know that that is potentially coming. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, anyway, didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, but I've, but I felt no, like that no. was a good segue to, to that. Thought that's process. really, really important to bring up. And that is something that, yeah, if, if any of my children told me later, even tomorrow, that they did not want me discussing it publicly, I would respect their wishes. I think we all would. So mm-hmm. that's an excellent point. Thank you, Jean. Oh. Okay. Um, piggybacking on this, um, uh, we had a question about, like, how do we help people understand their child while you are waiting for a diagnosis? So you don't have a diagnosis yet. Mm. What are maybe some thoughts or just just some tips or or some ideas about how someone could maybe communicate that to a family member or a friend when they don't they're not exactly sure if you know autism is in the cards? I think it's how you Any frame it. I think mm-hmm. it depends on are you saying that the family is currently looking and is curious, or are you looking at somebody who is not? a family that it's not even on their radar yet. And you're trying to prompt the question. Um, so you kind of have to read, read your relationship with that person, maybe right. a little you bit. Kind of gather everything I always say is to get a pulse. You just kind of ask questions mm-hmm. and say like, what do you think about that? But without like being, you know, like making any kind of predeterminations or assumptions. But if it is a family that is, is, 
thinking that I definitely see there's something going on. What do you recommend that I do? A lot of things that I tell families is to start digging into their sensory profile for their child and getting an understanding of that. Just because at any point, whether you're typical or not typical, whatever it is, we all have a sensory profile and sensory profiles can tell us a lot. And it also can help us help our children a lot. Why you're in this limbo of, is my child possibly SPD or, or autistic or are they not? Are they just, you know, whatever it is that you may be considering, that's one thing that I do. Or it's, or obviously also saying, you know, taking, dipping their toe in the pond and saying, just start with one assessment, start with whatever your main concern is being like, oh, if, if it is sensory occupational, do an occupational assessment. If it's speech, then do a speech assessment. If it's um, PT, like, you know, they're not walking or meeting those gross motor, like those are things that I say, not somebody that then I, when I know they're curious about it, when I don't know that they're curious about it, I just kind of being like, oh, like kind of ask questions, like, have they always done that is, or. Oh, so you're talking about like the outsider's perspective, not the parent's pers- perspective. Yeah. I think asking questions. Yeah. Like looking at. It can go okay, either way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Cause I was thinking that they were talking about like, I thought it was coming from a parent's point of view where they are currently waiting on a diagnosis, but they're trying to figure out how they explain their child to, because they're not acting quote normal. Right. And I think that that is like a little bit of a struggle um, because a lot of times when you're in that, you're in that zone right there, you don't know a lot yet. Right. Like you're just getting, they don't know like SPD, what's SPD, right? Like sensory processing Mm -hmm. disorder, which is the first thing that popped in my brain when Jean was, you know, talking about that. And Brittany, you read the question. Um, I think as you're going through the diagnosis, you have to do a little bit of due diligence as a parent and start researching this stuff on your own. So you hear that your child you know, may have autism. So you do a little bit of research on that and you see like, what are the key elements that go with this autism diagnosis? Because a lot of the time you're going to see, like Jean was talking about, you know, a sensory profile and a lot of these kids are going to have sensory issues. So for me with Gracie, um, one of my go-tos to explain Gracie, because if you guys know Gracie, she's almost always moving, constantly moving. Um, And it was to go into what Jean was saying, which is talking about her sensory profile. Well, you know, Gracie is a sensory seeker and she loves to seek input. And that is what makes her want to run and climb and play. Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. loves the way that that pressure feels in her body when she's climbing something that's really hard. She's very active. Um, And so that is something that I could say to somebody who doesn't know anything about sensory processing, you know, disorder or autism, just to kind of justify why Gracie is running around like a, you know, why wild child getting all of her sensory input in that she loves so much. Um, but I do think, you know, if you're at the very beginning of that diagnosis time where you don't know a whole lot, it is really hard to know what yeah. to say. I think because sensory would, is a really great place to start because everyone ha- understands. It's understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's typically where I start if someone asks me, what well, what is autism? I'll start with the sensory um irregularities, you know, mm-hmm. um, because they can understand, you know, if there's really, really loud noises or, you know, a, a yeah. having trouble with textures, eating or whatever right. it yeah. is. Taste, so, yeah. touch. It's a good touch auditory, point. Like all of those things. Um, 
and yeah. input. Like, are they seeking or adverted in general? Like all those types of things. There's a million, there's even like sensory profile questions, like quizzes online. Um, yeah. That can navigate. But yeah. I had started a Pinterest, like the page and I used to send that to, to families. So it's like, Oh, just look at this. Like when I first started out, like speculating potentially, like this is maybe what's going on. Um, this gave me a lot of insight and it was really, really helpful. So. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question. We, we don't have to answer, unless Tosh, you had something you wanted to add on, um, for that last one. No, no. I think all that stuff was, is great. Okay. How do you guys feel about the words what do you prefer to use or what do you think is the correct thing? Autistic versus child with autism or person with autism? I think, well, I think it's personal, right? So like first, let's just put that Mm -hmm. disclaimer out there, right? It's personal. And I don't think we are describing our children, right? So we are never going to, well, I would hope, describe our children using a term that we feel is hurtful. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously, whatever we say is coming from a place of love and compassion. Um, I will say for me at first, I said that Gracie had autism. And I said that Gracie had autism when I was not fully accepting her diagnosis. Mm. Personally, that is my story. I cannot say for anyone else. Gracie Mm. is autistic now. A hundred percent. Gracie is autistic. Like, she is an autistic person. She is wonderful. She is amazing. She is autistic. She does not have autism. But that is my personal way of viewing it. So right. mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm not here to say anybody is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I started out with, I tried to find the, uh, I don't know, the most acceptable term or the, the, the one that the terms that were accepted in in the community itself. I tried to find mm-hmm. adults, yeah, who autistic adults who wh- what did they say? You know, those who mm-hmm. could speak for themselves because Austin is non-speaking and he he doesn't. I don't think he's cognizant enough of of the social aspects of the world around him to have a strong opinion about it, as far as I can tell, at this point in his life. And Ruby's very young still. So it's kind of up to me. Now, later on, if Ruby has an opinion about it, I'm going to choose however Ruby mm-hmm. would like to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever language she would prefer, that is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Um, but I started off similar, Shannon, where it was like child with autism or, you know, Mm-hmm. Austin has autism. And then as I've continued on and, and a- as this community has grown and there's more actually autistic voices out there, it seems like they prefer the term autistic more. And I've kind of, it took me a little while to feel comfortable with that because at first I thought that was a no-no. And it just, it's going to shift, you know, it's going to change. And it is And it's hard. It is hard. hard. Yeah. Because you will, you will get on social media and there are some autistic adults who really don't care and don't have a preference. And they'll tell Mm -hmm. you, I really don't care. Right. So it's, and some people really do care. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's very personal. So personal. And I think that that's where you have to always go back to the intention behind what's being said. Uh, For, for, you know, for medical professionals, though. They have to go by the, the medical model, which is person first language with everything to be mm-hmm. to be consistent across the board with anyone with any kind of condition or disability, because that's how they are trained and how they are wired. I've had that conversation with. So what's the medically person first, me- person first, which is like child with autism, son. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
because there was a lot of people that had conditions and they didn't want their conditions to define who they were. But if you actually, again, it comes back to, well, socially, it is actually a personal conversation. So I would say for myself, depending on who the audience, my audience is at that point. And if I've, if I've vetted out, it's, I I use it interchangeably because I'll understand the application and who it is that I'm talking about or talking to at that time. Um, especially a lot of times I do know newly diagnosed families, they do prefer with autism. They're not in the wheelhouse of saying my child is autistic. Um, I, I think I did the same thing, uh, that first year, even though I did come out with the diagnosis, I don't think I said Rory's autistic. I think I just said he had ASD. Um, I even put that in that acronym in like our holiday card that year. Um, saying yeah, that was his diagnosis, right? So it wasn't even really defining anything. It was just saying like that part of it. And that was, I needed to, I felt like if I was being medically correct, then then I could, I don't know, it help, was helping me at that time. But again, yeah. I use it interchangeably. Well, you ease yourself into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Tosh? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've just always said Jack's autistic. Um yeah. Tyler, Tyler says my son has autism and you know, it, it is what it is. We've talked about it and, um, you know, that's, that's his decision. I just choose, I just choose to use, you know, that Jack is autistic. He's, you know, he's, he doesn't have, I mean, he, yeah, he doesn't, he has <laughs> autism, but it's not <laughs> like he's, you know, to me, that makes me think of like, oh, I have allergies. Oh, I have, you know, yeah. um, you know, migraines, which is, again, those are things that you, uh, you know, sometimes go away, don't go away. But but Jack is. Right. But like I say, you know, I'm a migraine sufferer. I've had it since I've been <laughs> second grade. So it's like, right. right. Well, that's right. Like, it depends yeah, I mean, on what, how you, yeah. if you're secure enough with what it is and it doesn't define me. It's just, it definitely is a. Right big part of my life. Um, if you know me on that interpersonal level, one more thing I wanted to say about that, about the whole, um, diagnosis thing and the social versus the, the medical model is also in the educational setting. They are like trained to say with autism or like with MS or with MD or whatever, it's always person first language. So what I would say to parents going into those situations, so you know that already, if you would like your child to just be identified as saying like my child is autistic instead of them saying your son with autism or whatever, you can have them correct it with the team because they're not necessarily going to ask you because they're trained to say it that way. And that's, they're doing, they're trying to abide by compliance. So. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. That's a great, really good point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you guys ever get jealous seeing neurotypical families? Yes. All the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's expand on that a little bit. Totally normal. Wait, I mean, jealousy is a normal thing, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, so it's just part of our, our makeup, but... Um, and, and and it's not to say that neurotypical families have no issues, right? Everybody has their mm-hmm. hard. We all do. Of course. Um, but yeah, you know, when when you're 
have a bunch of girlfriends with neurotypical children and they are, you know, talking about whatever it is, how well they're doing or, I mean, but this is again, another side facet of this is that that happens within this community, right? Where people are Mm -hmm. talking about their savant, you know, autistic child and there can be jealousy within that, you know? So, um, It's a weird thing. I would say that it in the beginning there was more like the onset of like outward jealousy that I could see or is like more like envy. And then um then it actually just turned into resentment. Um I used to resent. That's that's when you gotta watch out. Right, right. Yeah. Like I had I had resentment, but well, that was a part of a lot of the grief that I was processing at that time too. Like you've been exploring like you know, my husband has other siblings and their kids are all for the most part. I mean, technically two of them are definitely neurodivergent because they're ADHD, but, um, but yeah, nobody talks about it. <laughs> um, and they, but they have the, it is a, there's a, there's a freedom and a ease because there's an automatic privilege there to their lives. They don't realize the nuances of the obstacles that we have. So a lot of times that'll be like, Ugh, like that thing is so easy for you to just do where it's just not that easy for me. Our life is just not like that. Or if I feel like one of my friends is complaining about their life with their neurotypical children and mind you, they're more than welcome to have their own problems. I I've found where I've had issues is that there's been completely like tone deafness to recognizing, like I'm fine with pointing out the differences. I would actually appreciate more of saying like, Hey, Jean, I know for you that this is probably different. Just even that little, you know, disclaimer can, Mm -hmm. and make a huge difference at how it changes, how I'm going to process and receive the information. Um, and also how I can show up for that friend to help them through their times. Cause it's not saying like, I can't help my other friends with other kids. I have, we, I mean, for all of us, we all have neurotypical kids too, but in general, you know, we are technically a neurodivergent families and um, because the nuances of autism penetrate every, you know, space and corner and nook and cranny of, of our life really when it comes down to it. So um, which my mm-hmm. husband used to have problems with, and he was like, can you just stop telling people that, you know, like Lori's autistic. I said, I have to tell people that sometimes because they're not recognizing it. They look at our child and presume competence and they see a behavior that he's having or something that we're doing. And they don't realize that this is where our attention has to be right now. I can't pertain to the little, you know, Karen tantrum that you're about to have right now. (laughs) And that's because (laughs) we had a neighbor that did that. And I, and she was screaming at me and my husband. And I was like, listen, lady, my priority in the morning is to get my son safely and securely into the vehicle. Anything that interrupts that or disturbs that is an obstacle that I have to completely tune out. So you and your dog, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you can walk on the other side of the street then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and now, and she needed that knowledge and, and yeah, that's, I was being nice. I walked over to say, after I got Rory into the car, I said, well, I'm so sorry, you know, what can I help you with? And then she like went off on me and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You know, the eight came out. Yeah. It came out. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's the, 
That's a loaded. Shannon, loaded what there. about you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally normal to have envy. Yeah, envy. You know, yeah, not jealousy. I think, well, and maybe even jealousy at some point. But I think, you know, I think that there's envy when I look at people who can just choose to like go and do something, but they don't have to plan every single thing that may possibly happen during that outing that they will have to account for while they are out. Right. Um, It's not as easy for us to just pick up and go or pick up and go do something or decide we're going to take a vacation on the East Coast and hop on a plane, knowing that our Mm -hmm. kid is going to wear their mask and do exactly what they're supposed to do. And, um, you know, everything that we do is meticulously planned. Right. Mm -hmm. It just has to be. And it wasn't like that with Maya. Like I did have, um, you know, the the. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, the experience with her was very different. Yeah, you know, well, in just the, I didn't realize then that it was a privilege, like that I could just do whatever I wanted with Maya. She was like my little buddy. We hung out. We did tailgates. We went to dinner. Like we, we did all the things and we were able to pick up and go at a minute's notice and Maya could handle all of that. Right. Um, So I, I think it's totally normal. I don't think there's anything wrong with with having those feelings. I think it's normal. But again, like Mm -hmm. Brittany, like when you said, when it starts to turn into resentment, I think that there's something that you really need to dial into because you can't live the rest of your life resenting all of the the rest of the world around Mm -hmm. you. Because not only is that not healthy for you, but it is not a good example for your child. So I think, I think that that's something that we are all huge proponents of, you know, mental health and counseling and all of that. And I think that if you start veering in that direction, that's something you really need to look into. Yeah, no, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. That's a hundred. That's a great point. That's a hundred percent. I, um, I think, well, I thought with COVID specifically that we, the world would learn to become more compassionate to families like ours, mm-hmm. because then all of a sudden, ner- typical families we're going, we're getting levels of mental fatigue. They didn't have before having to think things through and take extra steps and impart new behaviors to their lifestyle and, and have new restrictions. And I thought for Mm -hmm. sure, but you know, not exactly. I mean, like it would give them a little taste almost. Right. Yeah. Yes. Just a little, a little glimpse into what, you know, the world, but we, but we're not, it may have helped a little bit, but I, it didn't help as much as I thought because the whole like releasing of news of you don't have to wear a mask on a flight anymore mid flight mm-hmm. was not, was also not appropriate. I would say, because you didn't ask other people if they were comfortable with that before you did that, they should have just finished out the flight before they did that. Number two, people with disabilities are still at many of them that have medical comorbidities still are at risk. And like, it's just like teaching people about being decent and civilized and respectful of other people. So they still have the accessibility to go do things that the rest of the world can do. And I thought, but obviously, but I think, I don't know, whatever. I'm off my soapbox with that. (laughs) I think, I think jealousy. Bringing it back in. (laughs) Bringing it back in. I'll, 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 yeah, we'll circle the wagons here. No, Um, I think jealousy it takes on different forms or envy or whatever you want to call it takes on different forms in different stages of my life. Um, mm. When I had little, little itty bitties, um, it was a different, it was more of, um, it came more with like milestones not being met or seeing my, 
my friend's children achieve certain things or start mm-hmm. start a new adventure in dance class or whatever it was and and knowing that my child wasn't going to do that like what we were being left out of um and now it's more of um now a lot of my friends children are their their youngest child is old enough to take care of themselves or to be left alone mm-hmm. um and there's more of like weekend getaways and couples vacations and being able to leave their children at home unsupervised or with with you know minimal supervision because their children are old enough to leave before a lot of my friends and families that i you know hung out with they had little children and so we were kind of on a quote even playing field as far as you know being able to get away or being able to do some of those mm-hmm. more fun adult things with your spouse or with girlfriends or whatever, because there's always a toddler or some, somebody had a, a young child, but now most of my friends have older children and, um, mm-hmm. and it's different now. And I'm feeling a different level of envy or, um, of, uh, being left out, you know, not intentionally by anyone, of course, right. but just circumstance wise, uh, because well, it just points it. It reminds you. It reminds right? you. Like, yeah. It's a reminder of how different your life is. Correct. Mm-hmm. And and I do appreciate I liked what Jean said, too. I do appreciate acknowledgement of that at times. I don't. The last thing I want is pity. I pity. do not want mm-hmm. your pity. Yes. But an acknowledgement or a, a note of, I, you know, hey, we we are planning this you know this weekend camping trip da 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 da. We want to let you know that you're invited. We know that you most likely wouldn't be able to make that work for your family because of this and this and this or not even they may not even know all the reasons. But just mm-hmm. just just know that if if you think you can handle it, we'd love to have you. You know, and yeah, we understand right. if you yeah, can't. Yeah. That kind of stuff goes a long right. way because um, then you're not being left behind, right? Like right. you've right. been thought of. Yeah, and and my friends are awesome about that. that. I am not throwing anyone under the bus. This is yeah. This is most most of the time, just like grief with anything. Um, even like it, it just it just kind of pops up randomly sometimes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you've experienced a loss of a, a family member or a close friend or someone who was important to you. Um, it's funny how you'll be fine one minute and then all of a sudden, even if it's not something related, it'll just wash over you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that does happen. And, and the, the key is, is to acknowledge it, I think, to, to identify it for what it is and to, to let it pass and not stew in it and become resentful. Yeah. And, yeah. and I am not saying that I am perfect at that. I don't think any of us are, but, uh, if that, that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the big things that comes along with that too is is um you know please don't compare your hard to my hard you know don't compare your child's yeah. whatever to to my autistic child and and his needs and the struggles that we have you know because it's vastly different you know like I I honor much like Jean said I honor your hard and what you go through and I'm holding space for you and I'm here for you so please reciprocate you know um because you have no clue. Right. You have no clue. Even even the moments that you see it, you have you still have no idea what what we walk through. Um daily. And I would say and what I, you were saying, Brittany, about when you're invitate invited somewhere is more or less stay along the course of let me know if that's something you guys think you can you handle, you'd like to explore, because you don't want to make a predetermination or an assumption. And I do feel like that has happened. Right. 
many times to us, it's like, well, we didn't invite you because this, that, or the other. And we're like, okay. So I have a challenge question. I have a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Challenge round. Are you ready? (laughs) I like these grab bag episodes. We just never know where things are going to take us. This is fun. Um, we're never going to get through the whole list either. We're going to. Oh, no, 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 no. We are not getting okay. through the whole list today. Um, this is an ongoing okay. uh, series. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all of this being said, very likely everyone listening to this episode is a parent of a special needs child. So challenge question is, how do you approach your friends mm. and your family to let them know what would be the best way that you could think of each of you? that you could have a conversation with the people close to you to let them know. Yeah. I the very very first thing I do is I reevaluate and and think about my relationship with that individual person. Mm-hmm. If it's my my parents versus my best friend versus a teacher versus an acquaintance I met last week versus a neighbor, I am going to oh, respond yeah. differently. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I I rely a lot on, I look back on that relationship and how well I know someone to determine how, how deep and how far and how, you know, how much I'm going to reveal to them about whether that's, you know, and, and you have to kind of know that person too. If mm-hmm. I say something, are they going to receive that information? Are they going to completely ignore me? Are they going to get angry? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of, I mean, you can't anticipate everyone's feelings, but, but you might have an idea. So I, I think I take all of that into consideration before I, I bring it up myself or approach yeah, someone right. and be like, Hey, yeah. you know what? I really didn't appreciate you doing that uh, well, because of this and, and this think, and this. And I think too, well, one, I think you have to evaluate the friendship and if you were to be with this person and let's say Gracie has like a big, huge meltdown. Is this a person that I would be comfortable being around in the midst of a meltdown? Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. these are, are they the people who can handle us at our hardest times? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, I don't think it's really even worth a conversation because most likely not. Like, I don't, I don't hang on to those people. Right. Um, but if it is, I think. Um, I listened to a really interesting podcast today by Mel Robbins because she has an exclusive. This is important. (laughs) She has an exclusive podcast with Audible. So if you're an Audible person, you can listen for free. But she was talking about toxic behavior. Uh And it was very interesting because she was making a differentiation between the behavior of somebody else that you view as toxic, but is you not addressing their behavior actually what is toxic in the relationship? You are allowing them to continue. You're enabling Mm-hmm. That is affecting you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And if you know me on a personal level, you know why I'm listening to that. However, um, <laughs> that said, I digress. Right, <laughs> if it is someone who is important to you, then you may have to have a conversation. And it may not have to be, I didn't appreciate the way that this went down. It it could be, and I don't know, because I've not had to have this conversation. So I'm like working myself through oh. this while I'm talking to you guys. But um, I got a whole workshop happening in my head right now. You don't even know. I can feel um, it. <laughs> but can you see everything? Um, I can. I think, I think it could be like we love and cherish our relationship with you because I feel as though you see our family for exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you are one of a very select few people who we cherish time with. Yeah. And because of that, you know, it would mean everything to us that you think of us if something like this is coming up because we do truly love spending time with you. And we, 
you know, I don't know. We Shannon, where were you in my life four years ago? (laughs) You know, I was hanging out on Instagram, just waiting for you to find waiting for you to cross paths. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I just I think that there are like loving ways that you can approach something like that. Um, Oh yeah. That that well, Gene and I are an eight, so (laughs) but but you can be a positive. No, no, no. Yes, I do. I do take that. I agree. I so the only thing that I will not disagree, but the only thing that if it's somebody that's even a just a close acquaintance or whatever, I still use it as an educational moment, Mm -hmm. you know, because how are other people going to be and do better and not just be aware of autism, not just, you know, Mm -hmm. accept it, but to actually Mm -hmm. want to, you know, do better and be better um, for the whole world, you know, So like almost, would you say something maybe like, I just want you to know that in this circumstance, you automatically dismissed Jack. Yes. Yeah. Because. I I would want somebody to um, always tell me if I was dismissing their feelings Mm -hmm. or their, of of any situation or thing. So absolutely. That is always my, um, Mm -hmm. Right. You know, yeah, and you can, and yeah, you can and it's very easily frame it as, "Look, this is what it looked like to me. Yeah, my observations. Yes, this right. is what I saw from my from my perspective. My perspective. Have, right, you're not saying what right. it is. You're just saying this is how it occurred to I, me. Because I'm not an angry eight anymore. I'm I'm a healthy eight. But yes, I will still use it as a as a education. Yeah, yeah. A conversation. They're, they're, nobody rushed you that. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. she's waving her arms in the air okay. like a queen. <laughs> Yes. So Tosh, so Tosh, an eight uh-huh. goes to what in its healthy, in its healthiest? An eight goes to? To a two. To a me. You go to mm-hmm. a me. We're mm-hmm. talking about Enneagrams, by we the way. We need to everyone. have a whole episode. We do. Enneagram. People are like, what is happening? Okay, everybody. Eight, two, everyone. Take your Enneagram if you haven't <laughs> yeah. done it. That's your homework yeah. from this episode is make sure you've taken oh, your Enneagram. Because we're, we're going to bring it up forever. So if you haven't taken an Enneagram. Yes, you need to know the things. Um. Yeah. yeah, I would say best practice to lightly frame it was size up who your audience member is, approach it from a loving way, also from a perspective of good intention. You can tell yes. when someone, if you are coming from a place of, if what your delivery, if you're sounding accusatory or you are, you're telling them that they did something wrong or that you are assuming it was malicious or ill-intentioned, it will come across. So it's kind of just, you know, just always assume that it was good intentioned. It wasn't ill-intentioned. Sometimes maybe, you know, that those particular people were ill-intentioned in doing that. And then you have to evaluate those relationships differently. But I am like Tosh for the most part, especially even if the people, so here's a good example for me. It's not necessarily that <laughs> whether or not you are this like close friend or family member, but if you're somebody that's frequently in my space and we're going to be sharing space and yeah. talking a lot, like for me and my fellow, you know, board members and and staff and leadership in the district, I do feel compelled to share with them, you know things that they enlighten them that they maybe did not know before and take those opportunities because clearly no one has either done it before or they may feel apprehensive, but we're going to be spending a lot of time together. And in order for us to get along, I'm going to need you to understand this. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I think, too, we've talked about it before. When you go into something assuming the worst or assuming malicious, you know, um, drives or whatnot, you are immediately going to put the person you're speaking to in defense mode, which then they put a huge wall up immediately once Mm -hmm. that defense mode goes up, right? right? And then that education can't happen at all. You're not, yeah, it's not going anywhere at that point, right? So, yeah, for sure. How about that challenge question? All right. All right. Love it. That sparked the workshop today. Okay. I feel like we should, should we wrap it up and save the rest? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There are more questions. I'm so sorry, guys. I have a list um, that I printed out and we will maybe tackle some of these the next time we do a grab bag episode. And then we'll also, um, we'll we'll ask for new questions as well. Um, Some of them are kind of repeats or similar in, in their their subject matter as well so yeah um but um we are going to be starting a new segment you guys just a little <laughs> little something and i'm so excited about this i don't know why i just am so just Today's everyone the get test, on right? board and just enjoy it okay? everyone get on board <laughs> and i think we all are but um this this is called we don't we don't have like a, a cute little audio bit maybe we won't maybe we will but for now we're just going to call it our peak of the week and we're going to talk about <laughs> Tosh is smiling at me. <laughs> um, we're going to uh, talk peak about some things. Of that... week. Uh, 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 peak Ooh, of a jingle. Week. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, Brittany, this is okay. going to make it more nineties rap. No, no. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. <laughs> go right now. Like I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Right pressure. Now. I'm a pressure. I'm a pusher. Go. You know, I, and I, I'm I'm putting up my and wall. I'm, I feel and the I'm pressure right now. I'm going to say that we don't need an unhealthy eight at the end of this episode. So, Brittany. This is my gentle, loving way, Brittany. Go. (laughs) My gentle, loving way. Anyway, we're going to talk about what we, some good things that happened to us this week. Um, Yes. It can be the responses and the the subject matter of what, uh, you know, some, some great things that happened could be wide and varying. (laughs) <laughs> and, and very random at times, I'm sure. But we're gonna we're gonna do that. So I know Jean, you said you were ta- thinking about it already, right? Mm-hmm. You had come up with one. Yeah. So start us off, Jean. Well, Jean, 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 Jean. There are a lot. I get a lot during the week with Rory. Um, that's which is positive, one. right? Okay. So yep, yep. I would say last this past weekend, I because I I, I kind of like do my weeks from like. Friday to Friday in my head. I don't know. Anyway, okay. just me. Because Thursdays are kind of like a real hard end. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> so he got in to, he went to his friend's house and he was helping his friend, his little friend, feel comfortable waking up who was having like an allergy attack. And it was so sweet. And he was sitting in the bed with him watching the iPad and it was so darling, like he was so in it with him. Like he was being, my son is a good friend. Him. Like he, and he wants mm-hmm. to have those connections and those relationships more and more and more. And so it's like so sweet when I see them happening, even when there's not, I mean, the one child is completely non-speaking right now. Rory has language, but like just to see that conspiring and happening without this like verbal exchange like i don't know i felt it was powerful so kind of keeps you i love that love it that's stop laughing at me 
Just nope. gotta, just We're gotta bring you back. At you. We're just laughing gotta make with you. you circle back. All right, Tosh, what do you got? Um, okay. Uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday was incredible for me. I got back to church, like an actual in-person service, Woo-hoo. and it just brought me like pure joy, pure joy. Awesome. I love me some Jesus. Did you take the kids or did you go by yourself? Yep. Yep. The awesome. kids and they had so much fun and, and there's back. Just something about in person, right? So, oh, about absolutely. It, you know, like, yeah. I mean, our pastor brings it, I mean, every Sunday and it's, it's good, but being in that energy is a whole nother ball field. You know, it's just whole nother, whole nother game. Awesome. Praise Jesus. Shannon. Shannon, what you got? <laughs> um, I did no prior thinking of this. So um, mine it. will be that we took Gracie to Maya's track meet this past weekend on Saturday, and she crushed it. She, like, hung in the stands like a boss. She, you know, I kind of like, this is our zone. And, like, if you encroach in our zone, I I make no guarantees about what's going to happen to you or it's your like food or anything. like the splash zone at SeaWorld. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. And a couple, Gracie's obsessed with fingernail polish. So she made friends with some ladies behind us because they all had very pretty painted fingernails. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, she hung out in the stands and she was so good. And it was so awesome to be like, oh my God, I can do this. Like yeah. I can bring you to my sporting events now. That's, That's awesome. Shameless plug. Shannon also finished real estate school. Duh. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I but I haven't passed. I haven't passed a test okay. yet. So. But you finished. <laughs> but you will. So yeah. wait for it. <laughs> That's awesome. That'll be, That's that'll be my peak, you know, mm-hmm. some other time. Great. Well, um, I, uh, I've got a couple. Um, I'll do a product placement. My, mine isn't an experience like the rest of yours. I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit. All we right. did have some good experiences this week too, though. But uh, this is this is Brittany's plug to everyone just needs to go get themselves a really nice hand cordless vacuum. Okay? Just just treat what? yourself to that. It is important. We have one. It's it is, we have a specific brand here. I got the Black & Decker. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I will try my best to post a link in the show notes or I'll put it in stories. <laughs> um, it, it is cordless and it charges on a little stand and then it takes four mm-hmm. hours to charge it and it is changing my, my car cleaning game. And if you know anything about my family and the way we mis- misuse and abuse my minivan, yes, I drive a minivan. <laughs> She needs to be cleaned often, it's a and uh, and this is this is just helping me and my Enneagram One Type One Nobody. cleanliness and orderly issues. Well, I will just say that I am nowhere near as clean as you are, and the cordless vacuum is a game changer anyway. Mm, like is. I'm lazy, like in certain ways, I'm very lazy, and others I'm not. And one is vacuum cords. See my see mine broke. I don't have time. My for that. my Ugh. my. I had a Dyson. I thought it was the best thing ever. And then it broke. I like tried fixing it. Us too. I'll send you the link. And well, here is what I will say. My shark, my shark, I have the lift away. So like it is kind of, and I have all, but I have the, uh, like, you know, the embellishments of an actual vacuum cleaner when you have the lift away and it's lightweight anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. We love appliances. (laughs) I I could go off all day, guys. Brittany, Brittany. 
we're we're not going to link the vacuum. What we're oh. going to do is tag Black and Decker and say if you want us to advertise your amazing then you need to cleaner, you're going to have to sponsor us. You're going to have to sponsor. There's nobody that cleans like- more than a neurodivergent Black and family. Than uh, parents to autistic children. That's, That's a fast true. food it's that true. happens in those cars. Oh, so much French, fast food, you French guys. Fries so much. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. All right. Get all right. yourself a cordless vacuum. It's worth it. Um, all right. Well, I think this was amazing. And Emma. I had so much fun talking with each of you and um, hopefully answering some of your questions um, to our wonderful listeners out there. Um, please let us know if there's any more questions you have and we'll just add them. We have a little Google doc going and we'll just add them in there and we'll do another one of these hopefully soon. So mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you everybody. We love Catch you. you later. Love ya. Love ya.